Welcome to another episode of Matt's Mindset Monday. Each week we focus on topics to help you master the three elements of growth and achievement, mindset, habits, and skill. The mastery in these three elements will take you anywhere you want to go in business and in life. So are you ready to change your life or hit the next level of personal and professional achievement? Join us live Mondays at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern on my Club Growth Facebook group or catch our replays 24-7 on YouTube. Let's grow together. Good morning, everyone. Matt Brown here with another edition of Matt's Mindset Monday. This time I'm coming from you from bright and sunny, but not so warm Southern California. I'm out here in Anaheim attending the Keller Williams uh, annual family reunion, which is one of the biggest real estate conferences of the year. So I'm super pumped about that. Uh, I'm going to be bringing some notes back to everyone and doing a special Matt's Mindset Monday towards the end of the week. But uh, for now, I want to focus on finishing up what we started a few weeks ago. So I have my my good friend uh, Lee Upton on here. And Lee, last time we were together two weeks ago, we talked about the three A's of business. And uh, we got in such a great conversation around uh, the first A, which is attitude, that we decided just to kind of continue that. And uh, now we're going to jump into those other two A's. Uh, so before we get into that, uh, for in case somebody maybe didn't listen last last time you were on or for our new podcast listeners, um, will you do a quick little introduction of who you are and what you do and why you're so awesome? <laughs> well, I don't know if I can describe why I'm so awesome. I don't know if everybody <laughs> would agree with that, but, but I can at least tell you who I am and what I do. So my name is Lee Upton. I'm an agent uh, with Kentucky Farm Bureau uh, here at Davis County North. And uh, I've been with Kentucky Farm Bureau for six years. I uh, have uh, uh, three kids, a uh, wife, and uh, been in Owensboro uh, since 2017. I've grown to love this place. We've made a home and uh, met some wonderful people, including yourself. And so just glad to be on and be able to share some things that hopefully will be able to help others in their uh, pursuit of success in their business and personal lives and things like that. Yeah, awesome. And the reason you're so awesome is because you developed this um, business mantra, if you will, of, of the three A's. Uh, so will you kind of recap what those three A's are, and then we'll take a deep dive on the last two. Yeah, absolutely. So we hit a couple of weeks ago on attitude. Attitude was the first one. Uh, action is the second and adaptability is the third. And so those are the three things that I kind of look at my life and examine my life with. Those are the three things I examine my business with. And, uh, when I worked at Enterprise prior to working for Kentucky Farm Bureau, I examined uh, the personnel that worked under me with those three things. And so, uh, you know, we hit on attitude a couple of weeks ago, spent a full 30 minutes, seemed like on that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully today we can get through these other two and finish those off and people can apply those and hopefully we'll help. 
Yeah, we're going to get through them for sure. So let's just let's dive right in. You know, the the second A, like you mentioned, is action. And, um, you know, I happen to be super learning based. Like I, I just believe in my industry, which, of course, is real estate. Uh, you know, the best of the best are learning based and technology enhanced. And I know that uh, being learning based uh, also means that I need to take what I learn. So, for example, I'm at this real estate conference. I need to take what I learned today and go put it into action because I think Think a lot of people kind of miss how important action can be, or they, you know, don't don't act be out of fear sometimes, which kind of goes back to the uh, mindset part of it again. But um, how do you stay in action in regards to your business building activities? Well, that's that's a good question. Um, a lot of times, we as individuals, business owners, uh, even in our personal life our action is greatly dependent on our attitude. And we've somehow got to figure out within us, how can we continue to perform and do the steps that we need to take, even when we don't feel like it, even if our attitude isn't there. And uh, we, like you said, a lot of people get so caught up in the learning, which is great, fantastic. It is definitely necessary. but then that's where it kind of stops or that's where there's kind of a, a speed bump in the road where people have difficulty transitioning from that learning attitude and wanting to grasp knowledge to actually putting it in place in their lives. And so uh, for me, I am a very uh, planned individual. I like to write things down. I wanna make sure I see on paper what I need to do. And so, especially on difficult tasks or overwhelming tasks, things that seem like uh, it takes forever to accomplish, I like to break it down into steps. And for me, I, it goes down to daily activities. What do I need to do today to ultimately reach my end goal five years from now? And uh, on my computer, which you can't see because I'm using it, but I have tape to it the number of people I want to contact. I have taped to it the number of people I want to take to lunch on a given week. Uh, it, just because I know that makes a difference in my, in my work, even if I'm not having the best day, even if I'm not feeling up to par, I know if I can accomplish those steps, then ultimately I'll reach my goal. I, I love that. Uh, and I think that's huge inside of, um, you know, my my world, if you will. Um, you know, we call that our economic model, which is we figure out how much money do we want to make? We reverse engineer it all the way down to how many appointments do we need to go on? And then the, the really good ones know their conversion ratios can break it down to uh, a number of contacts that you have to have in order to be able to reach that goal. And, and then clearly, dis- I love that you display that, like where you can see it every single day. It's clear. There's no doubt in your mind what you need to accomplish that day and it helps eliminate the uh you know the days that we're not quite feeling it right where we wake right. up and we're like hey you know i'm gonna go to the office and i'm gonna kind of uh mail it in today you know because unlike our jobs you know unlike a traditional employee we don't get paid if we don't show up so right uh, i always tell people every day you go without making a contact that's a day you're gonna go without a paycheck uh so so i love that and i think it's super important to hone in on what is the necessary activities that have to happen in order for you to be able to hit your goal? And then I would also go a step further and say, be fluid and know to uh, review that every once in a while. Because for my industry, you know, 
we've gone through a major change in the last six months. Interest rates doubled in less than six months. First time in history that's ever happened. Uh, you know, everybody, a lot of people are already locked in on really low interest rates. So we're finding that the number of contacts we have to make has doubled or even tripled, uh, you know, in order to be able to hit those same numbers. So I love that you do that. And then I, I also think that it's important that everybody reviews that every once in a while and says, you know, is this getting me where I need to go? And if not, you don't adjust the goal, you adjust the activity, right? That's right. Well, and I, I do think that that's why it's important to write down goals. Um, I don't know the exact percentage, but I do know it is extremely uh, a huge increase for those that write their goals down versus the people that don't write their goals down. And 65% so more likely to hit your goal if you write it down. I knew that you knew that because we had discussed that earlier. I just couldn't pull it off the top of my head. And uh, which is why I write things down. But the um, the thing that gets to me is, you know, we see people every day that we admire. We see people that accomplish so many great things and we look to them and think, wow, I wish that I could do that. And, and they had to start somewhere just like we do. And in order for us to reach the goals that we that we need to reach, you know, we've mentioned that you do spend time learning and and. I know you've mentioned on Facebook several times to me, like I'm involved in so many different things between work, projects, you know, doing fundraisers, uh, remodeling my house. Uh, people are like, how is it that you know Dancing. how to do all of these things? Playing basketball. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, yeah. you're I'm leaving tomorrow, <laughs> leaving tomorrow to Tampa to go play in a, a basketball tournament. So, you know, I'm involved in so many different things. People are like, well, how do you know how to do all of these things? And I'm like, well, I had to start by actually just doing them. You know, I, I spent hours and hours when I was re remodeling my house on YouTube. And I would, I, I mean, I probably spent three times the amount researching than I actually did the remodel itself. And, um, and the only way that you can actually do those things is to start and try. And, and that's on the personal level. And people are, like you said, fear is a big factor on why people don't start. And, and you can apply that not just to remodeling your house, you can apply that to your business. You know, what are you afraid of? What is it that's keeping you from taking that step and putting those things that you learned in place? Do you feel like you're not good enough? Are you worried about failing? Well, everyone fails. You know, everyone is going to try something and not be good at it when you first do it. The key is, is to figure out what it is that caused you not to be good, improve on that, and then to keep going. Continue to do those action steps and continue to write down what it is that you want to accomplish and figure out how to get there. You know, it's just I, consistency. I was about to say, it's exactly a consistency and building a habit, right? There's a really great right. book out there. Um, it's called Atomic Habits. It's just about getting 1% better every day. And, um, you know, one thing that I noticed is, is people, you nailed it, like they're not comfortable failing. Like I, the people asked me one time, not recently, I was like, you know, what do you attribute to your success? And I was like, well, I actually personally don't think I'm overly successful. Like I still got so far to go. However, I will say that I am not afraid of failure. Like I just happen to fail forward faster than most people, uh, which allows me to, to kind of scale faster than most people, sure. I think at the same time, but it's really about consistency. And it's about knowing those, those core things that you need to have, like, what are the core things you need to do in order to hit the next level to, to find the next contract to find the next client, and then doing it consistently, consistently, because I think people severely 
overestimate what they're going to accomplish in one year and underestimate what they're going to accomplish in five years. And if you can just consistently build a habit and like you said, tweak it so that you find out what works, what doesn't work, but stay consistent. I see so many people give up right before they're about to hit the jackpot, so to speak. But, you know, if it, it's, um, you know, the one thing book uh, that was written by Gary Keller and Jay Papazon, uh, you know, it's all about building habits. Like what's the one thing that you have to do that makes everything else either easier or even unnecessary. And it talks about how it takes actually 66 days to build a habit. So it, whatever you're going to do to build your business or to find that next client, like give it at least 66 days, because if you don't do it for 66 days, then you're probably not getting an accurate representation of, of, you know, what's really going on inside of there. Right. Well, I think I, I'm a big fan of Gary Vee. Uh, I love listening yeah, to him okay. and his and, and his YouTube videos. His, his, now he's, you know, he's on just about every social media platform there is. And so he talks about his journey and, and what it took for him to get where he's at. And he said that most people see where he's at now and just think like, well, you just had success. And he said that people don't realize there were, years like seven years where he constantly posted on social media and didn't get any hits but just continued to do that until eventually he tweaked and kind of honed in on what he was really good at and where it caught fire so you know it just takes consistency and constant effort and what what you're passionate about actually so, I, heard this in a, I heard this in a breakout session the other day the most overnight successes you see, they actually went back and looked at every business that you would consider an overnight success. They were in business for an average of 12 years. But they, yeah. but you don't see that first 11, right. 364 days, right? You just see all of a sudden they're hugely successful. So, so I love that. And, um, you know, that kind of leads us to um, that conversation leads us to the third A, which is adaptability. So when, Lee, what's, what's adaptability mean to you? Well, I think we all can look at uh, things that we have kind of changed in our own lives, opinions, uh, work ethic, uh, our jobs, careers. Uh, adaptability is so important. Uh, we can't assume that we're always doing things correctly, even when things are going well. Uh, I can look at businesses in the past. We all can think of like Kodak, Blockbuster Video, yeah. uh, Toys R Us. I mean, who were all extremely successful businesses that went under because they weren't proactive in how they were adapting their business. And they were very uh, set in their ways and thought they had a great business model, which at that time they did. But as times change, we have to be adapting and we have to be proactive in seeing what the culture is and what people are looking for in order for our business to be successful. So adapting to me is constantly being on the lookout of what the climate is in our in our county and and in the business world and what we need to do to stay in front of the game and be ahead of other people and our competitors i love that because it is it's like embracing change right it's you know no, yes. it's like how do you change so that there's never a situation where you fall behind like you you mentioned blockbuster right a lot of people don't know this but blockbuster had netflix beat like Netflix yeah. was like throwing in the towel, like, hey, come, come buy us out. And then they're like, no, actually, forget it. 
we just know you're going to go out of business. And now look who's out of business because they refuse to change. So I think that's huge is like um, embrace the change. And I, and again, you know, I'm at a conference, so I got a lot of new material right now. I'm not trying to take up all the time with it, but uh, one of the things they talked about is be a Buffalo uh, instead of uh, being a, a, what was it? A bear. Right. So the buffalo are very unique animals because when they are on the plains and they see a storm coming, they, I guess they figured out over time they charge the storm like they run right into that storm. And they do that because they know if they put their head down and they just charge forward, they're going to get through the other side of that storm so much faster. Versus if you look at like a bear and almost every other animal, they kind of just hunker down and are like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to get in my shelter. I'm going to I'm going to ride this out and I'm going to hope I make it through to the other side. Right. And I think there's a huge lesson in that when it comes to adaptability and change that, you know, don't run from change, run towards it and be an innovator and be be one of the first to adopt whatever it is that's changing in your world. And and that can really, you know, play a lot of dividends for you. Yeah, I, I actually heard the same thing uh, and, and really running towards that uh, it it shortens the time of the struggle time that you have to go through versus those that are fighting it. Uh, it they take longer to, to actually adapt. And, and so they're always a step behind. And so I've, I've actually heard that same thing. Uh, but, you know, Kelly actually hit on it. I was listening to her online in one of her podcasts and she mentioned adapting and changing. And, and one of the things that she actually hit on was, you know, you may look and say, well, I have to contact five people in order to land two. Well, now things are a little more difficult. Maybe I have to contact 10 people now in order yeah. to land two. And so you have to be willing to accept that in the tough, tougher times and say, okay, I've got to up my goals this week. And so I'm going to contact 10 people a day instead of five people a day. And you have to just be willing to look at what you want to accomplish and realize I've got to do things differently in order to accomplish those same goals. Man, you're spot on right there. I mean, I think it's, it's about being flexible and, and being fluid, right? I know that's something me and you talked about before this. And, um, you know, when we were preparing for this, it reminded me of uh, Bruce Lee because he said, you know, Bruce Lee, a lot of people don't realize he actually studied every, about every different type of uh, karate and fighting combat style that there was. And one of the things that he quickly realized is that um, I can't remember the exact way he phrased it, but something I'm paraphrasing here, but basically he, if he were to get in a fight with a street fighter who had never been trained, he was actually at a disadvantage if he stuck with just his jet kundo, because even though he was faster and quicker, that he would, that person was unorthodox. So he might not strike correctly and things like that. So he said he learned he had to be fluid like water and adapt to whatever situation he was in to be as effective as he possibly could. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Uh, we use that a lot. And uh, when I worked at Enterprise, be, instead of saying flexible, we say be fluid. You know, yeah. flexibility, you can only bend so far. But with fluid, you find the groove. You, you fit in places that you wouldn't normally fit in. And so, you know, that's just part of adapting to, to what culture you're in at the current time. And, and I think that's just that's one of the most important things that we do. Uh, you know, we do it on a daily basis with the people even that we talk with, you know, and how I act and interact with people that might be a farmer versus someone that's a CEO of a company. You know, we have to adapt to be relatable to that person that we're, we're talking to. And so you, you use it a lot more than what you expect. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the situations that, that you know, speaking to my industry is, uh, and probably your industry as well, because I'm sure we've been wearing y'all out on new home and, uh, home insurance and stuff like that for the last couple yeah. of years. You know, we were facing major burnout. Like most top agents I know were kind of like, you know, we're tired, man. We've been on a two-year grind and now it's like work-life balance gets out of whack, right? And then we hit this period where it's like, okay, it all changed so fast. Now it's like, we don't really have time to rest. Hopefully you got some rest over the holiday periods because now you need to double down. And, um, you know, I had a great conversation with with one of my mentors, uh, Press McKissick, and he uh, he explained it to me whenever I took a new role at a, at a market center. And, and he said, um, you know, how do you feel about work-life balance? And I was like, well, you know, I mean, we all strive for perfect balance, you know, things like that. And he's like, man, I want to tell you something. There's no such thing as perfect balance. There is... Think of think of it like an accordion. Whenever you take a new job or the market changes and something happens, you know, that is going to stretch. You have to stretch your time inside of your business. And it might not be that perfect balance in that moment. Uh, but as you get your systems down, you figure out, you, you build traction, things start going again, then that work time is going to shrink back down and then you expand your family time. But um, what are your thoughts towards work-life balance? And, and do you believe that it's it's perfect all the time or do you need to ebb and flow towards what's going on inside of both aspects? Yeah, I, again, adaptability is huge in this aspect. Uh, you, you know, you you utilize the time that you have, but a lot of times people look at work-life balance and hear that term and they think I have to have work-life balance on a daily basis or on a weekly basis. And sometimes we can't have that. Sometimes you have weeks where you are just working from 14-hour days, you know, and you're getting home, you just barely have enough time to sleep. But then you may have a week where you don't have anything. So you utilize the time that you have to make that work-life balance adapt to your, to your life and what you need because you don't want to lose customers. You don't want to lose that valuable time of having a busy week. And so realizing that, hey, the time I spend at home might be gaps in between, but when you look at the big picture, a full year schedule, that work-life balance then makes more sense. And so I think, and that's not for everyone, but I do think that we can uh, balance our lives differently than just saying, hey, I have to be at work for eight hours a day, have to be at home for six hours a day, spend X amount of uh, hours per day with my kids. It's like, okay, do you really have to do that on a daily basis or can we kind of fix it to where maybe a few days in a row, you work a little overtime, a few days in a row, you're, you're spending a little more time at home. And so just being adaptable in that aspect as well. I feel like you can make it work. You know, I just thought of something as you were saying that is as you were speaking about the hours, like as I recall going up, I can't tell you how many hours that I spent with any particular family member, but I can tell you every single experience that I had with them. And right. I think from a business standpoint, it's the same, right? Like I can't tell you how many hours I spent with each customer, but I can tell you the experience that either A, I, I hopefully provided to them or B, the experience they provided to me when I got to see the successful buy or sell a, of, of a home. So I think that's huge is, is like, let's not focus so much on how many hours are in everything. Don't get me wrong. You don't need to get too far out of whack because then we're talking about burnout and all kinds of stuff, but focus on, you know, you know, people don't care how much, you know, people care how much you care. Right. And that's, that's a right. saying that we've all heard before, but I think if we can learn to, to really truly care for people to provide experiences as 
as often and as impactful as possible, then I think that can make up for when you're in that grind of the business time, right? Just just don't isolate and forget about the most important things. Um, you know, Gary Keller said this. He said, you know, you can drop the glass ball of business and it'll shatter and you you can you might have to rebuild it and it might take you some time, but you can rebuild that. If you drop the glass ball of family and or health, there's no rebuilding those two things most of the time. Right. So right. I think that's really important. And, and, and when we're talking about adaptability, I think that's something that we have to mention. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think communication is key. You know, we communicate with our employees. We communicate with our staff of how important it is to do X, Y, and Z this week and really stay focused. I think when we get home, we communicate with our family and say, you know what? We're having a, I have an extremely busy week this week. Love you guys. Want to spend time with you all. This week, I'm going to be at work a lot. So let's plan on something next week. So we have that down and they know what to expect and they're not coming home disappointed or whatever. So communication, I feel like is key. That's that's huge. That's huge. So it uh, looks like we have about three minutes left and I have to get back uh, to this conference. But um, I'm going to uh, to wrap up a hey, we made it through two this time. We did. We did. Yeah, we like to talk, man. It's always great talking with you and, and such such great conversation. Um, you know, as I wrap up, you know, I always like to ask one final question. You've already been through this once, but I'm I'm gonna have to ask you one more time. It can be the same piece of advice or a new piece of advice, but what's the one thing that you that had the biggest impact on you that you want to leave with our audience today? It's funny you ask that because we uh, I've been playing a lot of golf lately, and. Um, like I told you before, uh, I'm going to Tampa tomorrow, playing in a basketball tournament, but we're going to be playing a lot of golf. And um, one of the things I've been really working on is not gripping my golf club so hard. I have a tendency strangle to just hole. Really, <laughs> yes, strangle it when I swing. And, um, and, and it's, when you asked that, I was funny. I was like, that's actually made the biggest impact on me as far as in my golf game. But mm -hmm. also it's very relatable in my work life and in my home life is Sometimes we get so obsessed with things that we have such a strong grip on it that sometimes it's better. Like if we just take a little bit of a, a breath, relax a little bit, we realize like, hey, we don't have to grip it as hard. You know, we've got it. Just just be consistent. Have a good attitude. You know, make sure your actions are, are going forward and, uh, you know, be adaptable and, and it'll be easy. You know, it'll be a lot easier. You'll get more accomplished by not gripping as hard. <laughs> oh, I don't know. In business, yes, golf is never easy. I don't care what you do. No, but... that's true. No, that's true. No, hey, I love that. And I appreciate you spending some time with us, man. You always have such such great knowledge and, and information for our listeners. Uh, and I definitely look forward to having you on again sometime in the future. In the meantime, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you and learn a little bit more about your business philosophies and or you know, find out uh, what you can offer them in terms of insurance, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, so I, I sell home, auto, life, and health. Uh, they can contact me at 270-903-7733. That's my cell phone, so they can call or text, or you can call the office at 270-684-3227. Awesome. Love it. Appreciate you, Lee. Have a great time Thanks, at your basketball tournament. I hope you all go down there and crush it. And holler at me when you get back. We'll go hit the course. Sounds great. Take all care, right. buddy. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Matt's Mindset Monday. Join us again next week as we continue our journey of personal and professional development by learning the mindset, 
habits, and skills to reach our full potential.